0: Welcome to the Movie Journey Podcast, where we break down every movie from the IMDb Top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. My name is Daniel Henderson, or as Dean likes to call me, My Precious.
1: (laughs) And I'm Dean Jeffrey, and what I need is a few good taters. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Potatoes. (laughs) And today we're breaking down Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Dean, what's going on, mate? Ah,
1: uh, you know, not much, mate. Just really excited to get into Lord of the Rings Two Towers. As always,
0: what about you? I'm exactly the same, mate. I'm on the, the Lord of the Rings high at the moment. You do so... not
1: sound as excited as I do, though, I must say. I feel like you need to up your ante a fair bit.
0: Mate, I am so excited for this one. This is, this is going to be the best episode we've ever done. Oh, uh, That's uh, pretty hyperbole. Oh, I cannot down, guarantee you what a knockdown. I bought, I bought. The opinions of Daniel don't mirror the Movie Journey podcast.
1: <laughs> I can't live up to these expectations anymore, <laughs> Hendo. <laughs> All right, Hendo, what else are we doing today, though?
0: Well, after our breakdown of The Two Towers, our first half, of course, as we are doing two-parter breakdowns for these films, we're going to ask you, what is your favourite Andy Circus performance? Which is our top five as usual. We'll see who wins our competition there. We're going to take a look at the matches in our final eight of the best 2010s film tournament. And boy, oh boy, did you guys come out for the votes here.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, we do not know what happened, but you guys just –
0: so many voters. It was huge. It was good. Good fun to watch it go back and forth on some of these matches, especially Mm. since you and I have, I think, two different picks –
1: Yeah, two different picks out of the four matches. So it was and at one point it it was a percent or you know, forty-nine to fifty-one separating the two that we picked differently for a while. So
0: it was exciting watching it. And then after all that, we're basically gonna tell you that we're breaking down part two of the two towers after that. So a little bit more to get into. So Dean, let's do it. Give me the update.
1: All right, Hendo, what's going on on the IMDb Top 250 list?
0: Again, not too many changes this week. A a lot of the changes are actually from films we haven't seen yet. Drisham has gone up three spots to 241. Kapanau is still making its run up the list from 100 to 97. We see Before Sunset has gone up two spots to 234. Looking on the negative side here, Buster Keaton's The General has dropped three spots from 193 to 196. That's basically the biggest movers there. I see that Cinema Paradiso and Rear Window have swapped spots from 51 and 52. No changes for your yeah, recent films like Parasite and Joker. They're all remaining where they were. What else doesn't have
1: any changes, Hendo? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want me to start from the start?
1: <laughs> Here is the entire 250 list. Oh, well, sure, Shank. It's uh, been at number one for some time now. It's still
0: there. <laughs> now, that'll be your update for this week, so I can't wait to come back next week and tell you what else hasn't changed.
1: Fantastic. Alright, before we get into Lord of the Rings of Two Towers, please be warned, we will be spoiling this movie and the entire trilogy, so if you haven't seen it, you've been warned. And if you have only seen Two Towers, and you haven't seen Return of the King, we will spoil that as well. Probably just briefly, because Hendo doesn't remember anything anyway, but I may drop a few little hints in just to annoy him.
0: Yeah, if anyone's going to spoil this upcoming film, it's going to be Dean, okay, so... Just mute him every time he talks if you'd want to avoid spoilers. And with that being said, let's get into The Two Towers. The fate of the
1: world will soon be decided. The dominion of evil grows even stronger.
0: There is a union now between the two towers. Baradur, Fortress of the Dark Lord Sauron, and Orthanc. Stronghold of the wizard Saruman.
1: The peril of the Ring bearer deepens. An unseen danger draws closer. For there is another who hunts the Ring. The thieves have my precious, and we want it.
0: Alright, Dean, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers is a 2002 epic fantasy adventure film directed by Peter Jackson based on the second volume of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. The film is the second installment in the Lord of the Rings trilogy and features an ensemble cast including Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler, Viggo Mortensen, Sean Astin, Kate Blanchett, John Rhys-Davies, Bernard Hill, Christopher Lee, Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, Orlando Bloom, Hugo Weaving, Miranda Otto, David Wenham, Brad Dourif, Carl Urban, and... Andy Circus. That is a list. Did I miss anyone? Is,
1: oh, I mean, I'll be honest. I was not paying any any attention to what you were saying. <laughs> did you get Brad Dourif? I did get Brad Dourif. Did you get Bernard Hill? I did get Bernard Hill. All right, I give up then. If you got them, did you get yeah. Christopher Lee?
0: Oh come on, who are you talking to here? Miranda Otto. <laughs> Definitely got her. Now, since we're in the second film here, let's take a look at some casting differences from the new characters we've got here. Early in pre-production, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke were set to play Aelwyn and Faramir. I mean, that's not terrible, is it? No, I don't think so.
1: Maybe there, maybe at least Uma Thurman might be too well known. Whereas I think what I like about Miranda Otto in this is she is Aowen for me. Like I don't know her and from no, anything else. Yeah, nothing else. else. Yeah. Um, whereas Uma Thurman
0: would be more Uma Thurmany. Uma Thurmany. You can't argue with that. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm not wrong. But scheduling conflicts did prevent this in the end. So, obviously, we get Miranda Otto and it's uh, it's David Wenham who plays Faramir, isn't it? Yeah, David Wenham. He was in The Bank, I think. They cast him mostly on the fact that he looks so similar to Sean Bean.
1: I mean, I, I love the casting of him. He really does yeah. look like <laughs> Sean Bean's brother here.
0: Guess who else was offered the role of Eowyn? I'm just going to put you out of misery. Kate Winslet. Okay, again, I think she's too big. Yeah, it would have been the Kate Winslet show, wouldn't it? I think so. And she's not a huge character? Is that fair? Uh, So far from what I've seen, she is not. I I guess she plays a bit of a bigger role coming up. I mean, yeah. She's no man, though, is
1: she? What? (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. You'll get it in a couple of weeks.
0: (laughs) God. But I think the biggest adding of the two towers is Gollum. Andy Serkis. You think so? I think so. I don't think that's even, you know, a question.
1: I did see some interesting trivia about uh, Gollum and Andy Serkis that uh, he'd come in just to do the voice work for Gollum and it was basically going to be a CGI character. But Peter Jackson was so blown away by the entirety of his audition that they worked out a way and put him in.
0: Yeah. Not just not just doing the the, the character's facial recognition of Andy Serkis, actually getting him on the set and working with Elijah Wood and Sean Astin in several of these scenes. I did go and look at some of these behind the scenes videos or like before they added the, you know, the CGI Gollum in there and saw him in his little skin-tight suit uh working with Elijah Wood and Sean Astin. It's 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 very interesting.
1: Yeah, ah, nice. I have I have seen a lot of the uh the making ofs for the Lord of the Rings stuff back in the day and it it is great what uh Andy Serkis was able to do with this character.
0: Funny enough because the character of Gollum is completely different in Fellowship of the Ring. And then when Andy Serkis came on and Jackson said, no, we've got to scrap that and, and we've got to do a whole new golem here. The, so that, uh, what, what was the company called? It's a- uh, Weta. Weta, Weta. Yeah, Weta. Uh, they had to ditch uh, about two years worth of work on this golem character to completely yeah, redo I'm,
1: a new golem. I'm sure they still got paid. I wouldn't oh, feel they would too have bad got paid for A lot.
0: Apparently rendering Gollum would take about eight minutes per frame, which means about six hours for one shot. So Weta would leave the shot to render overnight and come back the next morning to check the results. And every now and again, the computer would glitch and they would come up to some very interesting results. Like one morning, apparently, they woke up to see all the hair on Gollum's head had stood upright like a big punk afro. And All the hair? Point, what, all yeah, three all of the them? Yeah, all the hair. All the little bits of hair shooting right up. And there was a point where his eyes were bulging out of his head every time he spoke. Isn't that normal, though? No, like really coming out. Oh, really bulging. Like Yeah, like sticking right out. Wow, that is bulging. Could you uh, just enlighten me on what <laughs> rendering is, please, Hendo? See, I feel, I feel like it means finessing the, the way the character looks. Oh, finessing the
1: way the character looks. Interesting. Well, what do you think it means? I have no idea. You've just you've said the word rendering so much, I was curious, and I feel like I, I need a better answer than finessing the way the character looks.
0: Well, I'm sure there's a lot of different... Uh... Behind the scenes documentaries you can watch about how they rendered Gollum and what that meant. Mm. Talking about rendering, I did say Gollum took about eight minutes per frame to render, whereas Treebeard took about 48 hours to render a single frame. Really? Did you know Mm. that Jonathan Rhys-Davies did the voice for Treebeard? See, when he started talking, it sounded very familiar. And I was thinking to myself, is that... Is that John Rhys-Davies? I'm not 100% sure. And then looking at the trivia, it came up. I'm like, ah, okay, it definitely well, no, makes that, sense.
1: That's impressive if you actually picked up on that because I've seen this movie a lot and I never picked up on that. That's crazy. Really?
0: Yeah. Kind of looks like him too because he's got a
1: beard. That's why. I thought you were going to say because he's so tall. <laughs> so that's funny on multiple levels because he plays a dwarf and because he was actually the tallest yeah. of the fellowship. And you just ruined it because you explained it. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you got that, Endo. You looked at me like you had no idea what I was talking about. You gave me that annoying fake laugh you love to do.
0: <laughs> Stop it, Dean. So Peter Jackson and Barry Osborne actively campaigned for Andy Serkis to receive an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor for Gollum here. But according to Academy regulations, they forbid an actor to be nominated when he's not physically to be seen on screen. So he did not get that nomination.
1: Which is unlucky, because I felt like that would have been a great nomination.
0: Now, he doesn't even have to win.
1: Just to have him nominated there, to have his work actually recognised in some way by
0: the Academy, would have been great. It would have opened up the floodgates for sure for all different types of it's, uh, different acting.
1: It's not just voice work. The way he moves is... Incredible.
0: Yeah, I wonder how much they knew about the process of him becoming Gollum, and if they maybe they because academy they probably didn't even look into it. They were like, "Ah, no, it's CGI character. No, not even going, not even going to worry." I mean,
1: you'd think probably, but then you'd think if you say Peter Jackson and someone else campaigned very hard, I imagine they would have got the message out there what he actually had to do.
0: Yeah, they probably would have shown him all those uh, behind the scenes snippets of what they did. So Gollum's line, "My." precious that was the number 85 movie quote on the afi's top 100 greatest quotes wow 85 eh yeah there's 84 quotes out there that are better than that what was above it i'm sure we've said a couple along the way here didn't didn't we say there was three quotes from the wizard of oz just alone in that list i don't know probably yeah why am i asking you that because there's no one else here for you to ask (laughs) No, I may as well not ask the question.
1: I mean, I would hope that you not ask me the question.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, this was released on the 18th of December in 2002 with a runtime of 179 minutes, 235 for the extended edition, which is what we are doing, of course, with a tagline of The Battle for Middle-Earth Begins. Doesn't he say that? Doesn't Gandalf say that at the end of the film? Which film? This film, after the battle for Helms Deep is over. Yeah, he says
1: something like, "Uh, we've won the battle of Helms Deep. Now the war for Middle Earth is beginning, or some some shit. I don't know. I didn't watch the end of this.
0: Hmm. It just seems a little weird that this is the tagline for the film, yet they say it at the end of this film. It's I mean, it was
1: in this film. Do right you feel at the end, like after everything's been done, do you feel like the tagline is a bit spoilery?
0: The battle for Middle Earth begins <laughs> at the end of this film." <laughs> Now, Dean, several weeks ago when we started the fellowship... Of The Ring, we were speaking of budgets, and you were talking about how would all three have the same estimated budget because they were all put together, and I said, yes, I reckon they would, and you tried to say, no, each film would have a different budget. Well, obviously, because of the way you're speaking. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) All three have an estimated budget of $94 million. This one did gross $342 million in America and worldwide grossed $951 million. Is that more than Fellowship? No, Fellowship made about eight hundred eighty-eight million, whereas this made nine hundred fifty-one. So uh. made a lot more. D- do we want to look at Return of the King now? No, because undoubtedly
1: that made more than Two Towers.
0: Did Return of the King crack a, a bill? It must have, surely. All right, look right. it up. <laughs> I can I can't wait two more weeks. Return of the King grossed one point one billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Just made more and more money as it went along. Not surprising. But for the Oscars for this film, it had six nominations. It won two. The four it was nominated for was Best Sound, which it lost to Chicago, Best Film Editing, which it lost to Chicago, Best Art Direction in the Set Decoration category, which it lost to Chicago, and Best Picture, which it lost to Chicago. Wow. Chicago really cleaned up. Definitely cleaned up. Two Towers was actually the first sequel to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture when the first movie didn't win the award. There are two other sequels that were nominated for Best Picture along the way. Do you know what those two sequels are?
1: The Godfather Part 2 and The Godfather Part 3. Very good.
0: (laughs) But it did win two Academy Awards that year. It won for Best Sound Editing and it won for Best Visual Effects. Now, I think we mentioned in The Fellowship of the Ring that initially the musical score was deemed ineligible- for the Academy Awards because of the new rule which stated that scores featuring themes used in a previous movie were not eligible for submission. The rule was very unpopular and was quickly abandoned. However, this score became eligible again but it didn't get the nomination. I'm pretty sure we mentioned with Howard Shaw that he won the best score in Fellowship and then won for Return of the King but didn't get nominated for Two Towers.
1: Which sucks because I think the added parts to this film's score are really, really good. In particular, the score for The Rehiram. Completely agree. Come on, you you really don't know what the Rahiram are.
0: Nah. Nah, come on. The Riders of Rohan. Yeah, it all sounded good to me. It all sounded oh. good. You
1: didn't notice they
0: had a completely separate score. Yeah, I did, and it was great. Wow. You're the worst. Why? Because I like this score. What's no. wrong with this score? Because <laughs> you didn't even <laughs> notice this brand new element to this score. But let's take a look at the history of the two towers in the IMDb Top 250 list. Debuting into the list on the 16th of December in 2002 at 189, but then eight days later, it had shot up to number nine on the list. What? Yep. It's crazy. It's still pretty high now, isn't it? For the past 18 years, the lowest as it has got to was roughly about 34 on the list. It has really maintained a pretty steady line where it currently sits now at number 15 with an 8.7 average over 1.4 million votes. That is so high. All these Lord that- of the Rings films, just, they just—they have just been taken over in this top 20 of IMDb right now.
1: Yeah, it must be all these Lord of the Rings fans just 10 out of 10 all of them regardless of whether or not they are 10 out of 10 films.
0: Yes, all these Lord of the Ring fans, giving them these ridiculous 10 out of 10s. <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't me, Hendo. <laughs> all right, mate, let's get into this breakdown of The Two Towers. So originally, New Line Cinema wanted Peter Jackson to start this movie with a prologue done by Cate Blanchett, recapping the events of the previous movie. What do you think of that? Terrible idea. Jackson thought so too. He resisted it. He thought that it was better to get back into the action immediately and thought that most viewers would still remember what had happened in the previous film. Ironically, ironically a year ago with- they actually
1: do start by re-showing
0: Gandalf's yes. death. <laughs> No, ironically, a year ago, New Line Cinema had insisted on a prologue to open the first movie, but disagreed with the length and the narration by Blanchett, something which Jackson had to convince the studio to put in. So, it was the reverse the other way around in the first film. Ah. But like you said, we catch up with Gandalf here. First thing. From a different point of view, we see what happens. We ha- actually happens to him here. All right. I, like, I've only seen this film once before. I, I remember this scene. This is one of the, the scenes from this film I remember the most.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. And it starts off with that amazing score again and that great opening snowy landscape that we see. Like, these shots here, seriously, they could be the, the best shots in the whole trilogy. I love the start of this film.
0: I didn't know where they were going with this because uh, the last time we saw... All the Fellowship. They were nowhere near snow. So I'm like, what's going on up here? Why are we why are we focusing on this? And it cuts straight into the mountains. And yeah, get a little familiar, familiar familiarity. Hearing a little appearance from Sean Bean here. He's
1: back. He is back. He is. And he's going to make more appearances. I'll give you the hot
0: tip. I did see that uh, he did have a deleted scene from the theatrical version that he came back. He, he got flown down to New Zealand for, but they, kept, they put it in the extended. Yeah, he's also in the Return of the King. Wow, look at him. You can't keep him dead, can you?
1: No, you can't. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was good to start this movie with some more Frodo slow-mo, though. That was nice. <laughs> Gandalf!
0: No! <laughs> yeah, but this fight with the Balrog flying oh, through right, the
1: how air. The that- hell,
0: how the hell does Gandalf fall faster than the Balrog? Uh, wizard spell. It defies logic. You're talking about a film a fantasy film with orcs and wizards and you're saying it defies logic. There's still gravity in this world is there not? Is he not a wizard? Can he not make himself like heavier so he falls faster?
1: You're a wizard Gandalf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm a wizard. (laughs) Uh, You can't tell what we just talked about.
1: (laughs) Uh. Uh And again, how great is the shot where you see that that real open cave leading into the water and you just see that faint red light in the background start to come down, like way in the distance. It was great. But then he wakes up and you're like, oh, was it a dream? And just if you weren't sure, Frodo says, just a dream.
0: See, I, I didn't think it was until he said
1: it. I know. It's like the old double fake out. It was great. Oh, and then how funny is this? This is like something, this is like a sketch from Monty Python here, where they're climbing, where Sam and Frodo are climbing down this huge mountain, like they can't see below them, and the ground is like a meter below them.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: and like who is it uh, i think it's frodo he actually falls off this cliff face trying to catch something that fucking sam drops above him and that nah, he survived so, thank god Frodo,
0: Frodo, that's all right i'm okay it's all good i think i found the bottom what did sam drops a little Bread. you know cute cute no no bit of salt wasn't it some salt from the shire
1: yeah it's his seasoning in a box oh sam you're so cute yeah in case they're having roast chicken hendo
0: yeah
1: roast chicken I love how condescending Frodo is of Sam, though. Because Sam's like, no, this is important. You know? This is like a little piece from home. And Frodo's, you can tell he's just like, you're an idiot, Sam.
0: But he's like, you yeah, got better right, things to do here, mate.
1: You're right, Sam. It is special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, there. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the use of the Elvish rope. It's like, oh, no, this, this thing's tightened up way too tight. We'll have to leave it here. Just unties itself.
1: Now, is that saying more about Sam's inability to tie ropes or about the magical powers of Elvish rope?
0: The magical powers of the rope.
1: Hmm. You could say this is one rope to rule them all. Show me your notes that you wrote that down. <laughs> I really didn't. I just came up with that on the fly. Can't you tell? <laughs> Hey, do you think it'd be weird if you called me Mr. Dean from now on? Are you asking? Well, Sam and Frodo were friends before they went on this. Frodo is not Sam's boss. Why does Sam insist on calling him Mr. Frodo? Does he call
0: Aragorn Mr. Strider? No, he calls him Strider. Hmm. Can I call it? Mr. Dino? Mr. Dino? Nah, can't do
1: it. Could you do it in an Australian accent for once? Mr. Dino. Uh, that's closer to how you would normally speak and not that.
0: Dino, Mr. Dino. <laughs> I'm, doing a, I'm doing a Sam voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we do get a fair bit of Sam and Frodo just walking around now. This movie mm-hmm. is a lot of people walking around.
0: Yeah, at least this first half is definitely a lot of people traipsing through different parts of Middle Earth, getting to different places. But in
1: fairness, I feel like we definitely need this from the Sam and Frodo storyline. To develop yeah. de- to develop these characters because as we said in the last one, Sam is barely in fellowship.
0: Yeah, he need, we need to set him up as basically Frodo's- Hero. Like, best, fr- best friend hero, yeah. Like, he's the one here who's, you know, very, very wary of Gollum and is the, the voice of reason. Yeah, he is, he is. And I think it's, it's hard because Frodo is so affected
1: by the ring in more ways than I think he realises. But one of the main ways is his sympathy that he feels for Gollum here and Sam having not had that burden- is not swayed by, you know, his gentleness for Gollum.
0: No, you're completely right there, mate. But we essentially start getting some more Gollum here. Spying on them over the tops of the cliffs. He's starting to get a little antsy. He wants to he wants to We're catch up not with them. Not him.
1: alone.
0: He's not good at he's not good at hiding, is he? he can't Gollum. shut the hell up, can he? <laughs> is he talking to himself?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he, he does. Uh Gollum. Yeah, we get his full on intro here. A little they-
0: sneak attack here from the from the hobbits. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they pretend to be asleep and they grab him. It's it's very clever. But let's talk about Golem. CGI is amazing.
0: Yes, I agree. Especially considering some of the, the weird, dodgy ass CGI from the first one. They I don't know, they've really stepped up, especially with Gollum. I mean they went all out for this character and he looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, the performance from Circus is great. He's so he's so desperate, he's so iconic. You know, there's a reason why, you know, as you said before, the line, My Precious is so famous and has been repeated countless times in pop culture. He does it. He
0: does his character so much justice. Apparently, Andy Circus drank bottles of Gollum Juice, which is a mixture of honey, lemon and ginger. And he used that to keep his throat lubricated for his intense vocal performances. Ah, lubrication is important, Hendo. Yeah, got to gobble up some of that golem Juice.
1: And what do you make of this where Frodo will not accept anything Gollum says as trustworthy? He says, I can't trust you at all. But then he makes him promise on the ring and he says, the ring is treacherous. It will hold you to your word. I mean, I didn't think anything of it. Like, what difference does it make if he promises to Frodo all the ring? If he's lying, he's lying. The ring won't be able to stop him from doing what he's promising against.
0: Well, I think that- As treacherous as it may be. Gollum is so consumed by the ring that maybe he means it more with that. But you can see just how sneaky and vicious Buddy Gollum is here. Like he goes to attack them. And he's he's very very vicious. But then as soon as he get the other, as soon as the hobbits get the other upper hand, he goes all mopey and whingy. You know, he, he starts just, crying. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I forgot like how, just...
1: how funny Gollum is. And I remember in the cinema, people laughing at Gollum. Uh, like
0: people uh, what, think the way Go- he's people, talking. Yeah, people think Gollum is cute.
1: Do they think Gollum is
0: or Schmiegel? Gollum. Because I actually think I actually think there's a bit of a difference.
1: Really? Between the two characters? Yes. With completely
0: I different could, personalities? I could, I, could, I could see people thinking that the Schmeagle side is a bit cute, but the Gollum side is not. Do they actually
1: pronounce it Schmeagle? Or is Do that they? a little is that a flair that you're adding to it?
0: I think it's a flair that Gollum does. Schmeagle. Maybe that <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the hobbits say Smeagol filthy hobbitses <laughs> apparently andy Circus said he based gollum's desperation and cravings on withdrawals of heroin addicts
1: uh, how would he know that
0: i don't know maybe he you know did some method acting
1: <laughs> i thought you were going to say something different when you said i don't know maybe he did some meth did acting <laughs> <laughs>
0: He also based Gollum's voice on the sound of a cat coughing up a hairball. I mean, I think you could say he
1: based his, you know, his Gollum coughs on that. You don't base a whole voice on that.
0: I mean, what do you want me to say? He said (laughs) this is what he did.
1: (laughs) All right. What are we up to here? The orcs. Merry and Pippin, they're back. They are, with a vengeance. Wonder if they'll be useful in this film.
0: So far, I don't think they have been.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) far through to the end of part one of Two Towers, I don't think they will be. They're really making their play late in the game, aren't they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, when they were being carried off on the back of the Urukai, Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan are uh, in reality being carried on the backs of two stuntmen wearing oversized costumes and a false enormous head to give the impression of the height differences.
1: Fascinating, Hendo. Fascinating.
0: Mm. Uh, I did I did laugh at the line. What is it? What do you smell? Uh, man flesh. Yeah, man flesh is funny. I don't man know laughed.
1: Manflesh is funny. <laughs> Apparently, Andy Serkis actually voiced three of the orcs that are arguing in this group later on. I mean,
0: that doesn't surprise me at all. They couldn't find anyone else to just do different voices. Well, he puts on such an awesome Gollum voice like, hey, how many other voices can you do? All right. But now, let's go
1: back to Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli running around New Zealand.
0: Wait, can I just say, Pippin does a little smart move here. Drops the little leaf off of his clothing. Is that Genius. not the first smart thing he's done?
1: I mean, let's be honest. We've seen Aragon as a tracker. He does not need a giant leaf being dropped. Couldn't hurt. Have you seen the TV show Hannibal? No. Oh, well, in that dr hannibal Lecter helps um solve murders and the way he does it he sort of gets in there and oh actually it might be it might be the main character that does it but they basically just they just imagine what happened they just stand in the room and they close their eyes and oh i know exactly what happened that's what that's what aragon does what you disagree do, they do that for, do, do they do that for every episode of hannibal i mean i didn't watch all of it but every uh, episode i saw there was a lot of it
0: no but like you said running across all the big fields of new zealand big heroic music all of them running along gimli all short and shit trying to catch up (laughs) yeah
1: how many how many jokes about gimli can we shoehorn in in this oh there's
0: so many just not even just in this bit but throughout this whole movie it's just so many jokes at gimli's expense we dwarves are natural sprinters
1: very dangerous (laughs) over short distances (laughs) i might just throw in here In the book, The Two Towers, it's actually written basically in two completely separate halves, where the first half follows Aragorn, Legolas, and all that, finishing up, you know, just past the Helm's Deep battle, and then it cuts to where we left off with Sam and Frodo.
0: Fair enough. Obviously, you like it better with the mixed in. I think cinematically, you've got to go.
1: You've got yeah. to cut between. I mean, if you can you imagine this movie that way? Imagine Helm's Deep in the middle of this film and then going to Sam and Frodo, just wandering yeah. around for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty boring. I don't know why, but I always remember this line from Legolas. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Is that a thing? Why do I know that taking so well? Taking people to
1: Isengard. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. I feel like I've heard that so many times before.
1: Maybe it's just because he says so few lines, every line that he says <laughs> it's like, oh,
0: well done. That's great. <laughs> when does when does Legolas become a bigger character when the Orlando bloom boom hit? Does he does he get more prominent in like two towers? I mean he's he's in the Battle of Helm's Deep. Does he ride a shield or something downstairs? Yes,
1: he rides his skateboards downstairs whilst firing mm. off about 12 arrows at
0: the same time. Oh, what a legend. He is something. But we got more of Saruman building a bigger army here, even recruiting some humans to go do some of his dirty work.
1: Yeah, these
0: these humans are pretty rough. Rough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was trying to think of the word. They're rough.
0: Uh, I don't know what their deal is. Who are they? Who are they like, what are they doing this for? Uh, I think Saruman has just convinced them that these other people are the bad people and you need to go kill them. I like and that Saruman them. that Saruman literally says the union of the two towers. Is it because you need to have those words in the film? I mean we got you shall be the fellowship of the ring and you're waiting. Okay, you gotta add two towers in here.
1: And you know we're getting the return of the king later.
0: <laughs> who is that? It's the return. The return of who? Return of the king. Ba ba da ba I can see that happening. There's something like that. I'm not my even off. close. Not even close. <laughs> I mean, who shows up here? Bloody Carl Urban.
1: Yeah, really unexpected to see him here. I had forgotten he was in this. It doesn't look like him. Do you know the name of his character, Hendo?
0: At this point, I did not. And in my notes, um, the name will change. But in my notes <laughs> right now, I have Carl Urban. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, it's it's uh, Eomir. not to be confused with Eowyn.
0: I may not actually have that name in my <laughs> notes. <laughs> uh,
1: do you like the subplot with this uh, little boy and girl from the village? Not really. So, I mean, it's pretty forgetful. It is pretty forgetful. I mean, I it's, mind it's over now, isn't it? it? No, it's, no, isn't it over? Oh, they come back. <laughs> oh no! Just wait till you see that boy in the the Battle of Helm's Deep.
0: I get, I get. Um, man, I've watched Game of Thrones in ages, Ollie. I get Ollie vibes from this, from his story. How dare you? He doesn't. His guy, family get ambushed by a bunch of people in their in their little village, and then Ollie he is goes off.
1: Dick. Ollie's a dick. <laughs> this this kid's fine.
0: He doesn't go off and you know, stab Aragorn.
1: All right. What's the name of the king in uh, Rohan? <laughs> Theoden. Hey, there you go. Well
0: done. Yeah. Mind you, I I knew like, who the king was, seeing him look like this, I did not think it was this person. I'm like, who the what? hell is this old bloke? Really?
1: Yeah. So you forgot this whole plot point that with Grimer Wormtongue.
0: Yep. Huh. Even that, even with Brad Durafi, I'm like, what is this bastard doing? Is this slimy asshole. <laughs> I mean, is How there, can no one see what he's doing? <laughs> is there ever
1: a more obvious bad guy than Grimer Wormtongue? What was he doing before
0: Saruman got to him? Exactly, it makes no sense. Well, did, did he just did he just rock up? He's like, hey, I'm the advisor now. Apparently, Bernard Hill would spend up to nine hours in makeup to become the aged third in here. He wore contact lenses to give his eyes the milky look that old people can have, but it wasn't uh, very successful. So they had to be put it in digitally later. Along those lines, Brad Dourif had to shave his eyebrows off, and because he ha- he was recalled several times during the trilogy's filming, he ended up doing that five times over the course of three years. Not a good look. Although it's Brad Dourif, so let's be honest. What do you, what do you know him from besides this? Uh, I don't know. Me neither. I just but, know the name, Brad Dourif. Yeah, I actually would have said...
1: Um, oh, he's in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest.
0: Yeah, but I don't remember him from that.
1: God, known for One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, The Two Towers, Dune, and Alien Resurrection. That's rough. Hmm, all right. Oh, did he... Hold on, he voiced
0: Chucky. That's what I know him as. Oh, yeah, that's how I know that name. Yep. I saw that name come up a lot during that Chucky Marathon last year. There's the old dodgy signature, they, they get the king to do here to kick out old Carl Urban. Oh, he's in Deadwood. He plays Doc. He's still on that. Have you not seen Deadwood? Yes, I have. But like oh, I said, I, ha- I don't I don't know Brad Dourif. I know Ian McShane and Timothy Olyphant. You can't picture the Doc in that. I can now, but I, like, I still don't know. He looks know like Brad what- Dourif. Brad Dourif to me looks like this guy in this movie. <laughs> no. But we get more of the the trio, the the famous trio here, doing some more cross country running. Any any excuse to get more grand sweeping shots of the awesome locales?
1: A red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this
0: night. Yeah, this whole thing with the classic with the, Legolas. <laughs> yeah, he's just I'm, I'm surprised Aragon just <laughs> looking and goes, "Shut the fuck up, you pretentious prick." <laughs> Aragon loves Legolas. <laughs> What about this this scene where they're deciding if they want to eat Merry and Pippin and they all just turn on each other?
1: We haven't had anything but maggot bread for three stinking days. I kind of like the orcs when they didn't speak. <laughs> like, bring bring Lurch back.
0: <laughs> Love Lurch.
1: What about this ridiculous fake-out on, on, on. Pippin? Looks, hold on, hold on, hold on. Looks okay. like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> what menu would they have seen in their life? Are there really? restaurants? Like restaurants
0: in Isengard? <laughs> the Orc restaurant, <laughs> full of man he... flesh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> was there ever any doubt that Pippin was not stomped on by this horse? To be honest, I was disappointed that he wasn't stomped on. They really make it like they try to make it out like he is gone with this whole big fire coming up in Aragorn. They really make it out like no, they are they are dead. One thing I've learned is that
1: Lord of the Rings love fake deaths. They love trying to get the audience to think someone's
0: dead when they're not. Oh, they do it several times in this film, don't they? Oh, yes they do.
1: <laughs> like I'm sorry. There's no fucking way Aragorn is dying by just nonchalantly falling off a cliff into water, mind you. But
0: behind the curtains here, Dean sent me a message going, "All right, we'll we'll cut it halfway about uh, about the 2-hour mark where Aragorn dies and the such a like. Wait, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like oh my what, god! Spoiler! Spoiler! That, spoiler! Is that a typo? <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. His fake death was so unmemorable you had forgotten it. Yeah. I mean, none greater though than Gandalf, of course.
0: Now th- th- that's about to come up. Let's just talk about that. This is this whole white wizard coming up. This is widely regarded as one of the biggest spoilers, like that was handed out to any film up at this point. Do you, know, do you know about this with the trailer? Oh, it was more the poster
1: for me. Like, I, I don't remember seeing the trailer for it back then, but you literally, you go and buy a ticket to this film, the poster is there with Gandalf yeah. the White. Like, huge now, on the poster.
0: Is he, is he back in the books? Like, what? What's the, is there any difference what happens in the, the, the novels? No, no difference. So, why was it such a big shocker reveal? Is it for the people who hadn't read the books, obviously?
1: Yeah, because there was a huge part of the movie going... <laughs> you know, viewers who had yeah. not read the books.
0: Now, from what I saw, the trailer just shows him back and <laughs> multiple, multiple comments like, seriously, worst trailer ever. Why would you ruin that?
1: Yeah, that's a huge twist. I like how they actually incorporated- uh Christopher Lee's eyes when they were first revealing him, and also his voice. Like, for sure, the first thing that um, Gandalf the White says to him when he's still being blinded by the light is literally Christopher Lee's voice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I picked up on that when I watched it this time. Still, even though they knew you're going to have the poster with Gandalf on it, the trailer has him being revealed, yet they still try to get in that little sneaky, oh, we're going to get a quick shot of like behind Gandalf, make it look like it's Saruman still, and then cut away for another five or so minutes to reveal it later. It's like, who doesn't know now?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. They they did botch it with the marketing here. Like, this is Lord of the Rings. They don't need to advertise that Ian McAllen is in the second film.
0: Exactly. But poor old uh, Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas, they're under the impression that the the two little hobbits they they perished in the fire after Carl Urban and his crew killed all the orcs. And do you know about this scene where Viggo Mortensen snaps? <laughs> Yes, he
1: uh, he actually breaks two of his toes when he kicks the, the helmet and then does his ridiculous yell.
0: Yeah, mostly because he was in so much pain, he just broke his two toes. <laughs> and Peter Jackson's like, oh, that is amazing. We are keeping that in. Look at that energy and that, <laughs> that emotion. He's like, no, I just fucking broke my toes. But what about this? After a couple of seconds of devastation, now we're going to follow the tracks, and we're going to get flashbacks to what actually happened with Merry and Pippin. What did you think of this? I thought it was good.
1: I actually liked the way it was done. Like I don't buy Aragorn being able to, you know, actually track that well. That was that was pretty ridiculous. But I, d- I did like the way it was it was shot, and yeah, I thought it was good. You?
0: Yeah, I agree. I like how they did that because we all knew they weren't dead, so it was nice to see based off aragorn's scent and his knowledge as a tracker, what actually happened but then did of course even though, though hold on hold on did you say based off his scent well even he has a smell like when he was uh when he was behind on the orcs and that he gets that scent and he's like oh they've got our scent oh they're they're a, a day and a half ahead but how the hell do you know that
1: that is ridiculous yeah he just no i thought he was listening to the ground and he's like oh that's right he does is too. quickened
0: so how did you know that
1: you can feel the vibrations of every footstep, of every From a day special, and a half away, of
0: every special orc. One of them just smelt our man flesh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we are introduced to Treebeard here. Uh, one of the Ents. Do you like the Ents, Hendo? They're good. Or would you say you ain't no fan of them? Stop
0: it. You've done this before. You can't reuse really the same joke.
1: <laughs> well, you didn't get it the first time I said it. No, I guess I did. <laughs> he's he's uh, pretty much a, a huge downer, our tree beard, isn't he? Nobody cares for the woods anymore.
0: Talking about his wife as well. Can't find her. Where'd she go? I oh, know She's just lost. I, I don't know what she looks like. She's a tree.
1: Are you saying all trees look alike, Endo? Wow. Really?
0: <laughs> I'm such a treeist. Wow. <laughs> We're going to have to cut all of this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get back to uh, Frodo and Sam and Gollum here, though. They haven't been in the picture for a while.
1: Yeah, why can't
0: Gollum eat nasty hobbits food? <laughs>
1: He is a hobbit. Like I know, he's been affected by the ring, and he's been in a cave for decades. But he's still a
0: hobbit, is he not? I think he's. I think he's a bit more deformed from that now. And it is nasty hobbits' food, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even nasty hobbits' food. It's
1: elvish bread. lemnus
0: bread. <laughs> Isn't that the one they were talking More about? In the first like you have like a you have a small a small little bit of it, and it, and it keeps you full for like ages. Yeah, it keeps men full, not hobbitses yeah. though. I was going to say, do not Merry and Pippin eat like the entire thing in one go? You bastards! But we're in the dead marshes here, seeing all the dead bodies underneath from many many battles.
1: Yeah, and Frodo slips because he's walking too quickly. Oh no, he's standing no. there and just falls <laughs> forward for no reason at all. <laughs> I'm just going
0: to have a just full
1: face plant right in there. What did it dip? Oh. But no, it's actually Gollum that saves
0: him, obviously. Yeah, I actually thought it was going to be Sam. No, no, that comes later, Hendo. I thought it was tying back to when Sam was stupidly drowning earlier. Oh, another pointless almost drowning. That's right. <laughs> these these hobbits, they just need to stay the hell away from water. You
1: see Frodo here just lying, lying. you know, late at night. He's just quietly stroking his ring.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I thought I was the only one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just gently playing with it. <laughs>
1: but now nah, Frodo, uh, You're a sick a- bastard, alright. <laughs> <laughs> he has a good little conversation with Gollum here. He's you know, says he was a hobbit once. Oh, he calls him out on being Smeagol or Schmeagol, as you would say. Schmeagol.
0: we get I uh, get the reintroduction of the Blood Riders again. The, They're back. The Blood Riders. Is that what it is? Uh, was that a typo? <laughs> It's might Black be a blood- Riders. Black Rider. <laughs> I might have typed that after this scene was done. <laughs> where do you get Blood Riders from? That's what I thought I heard. They have no blood, Hendo. Maybe it's the Sam accent. The Blood Riders. Is that blood or black? Ah, I'll just go blood and hope that Dean doesn't correct me.
1: So we got Frodo who, yeah, once he sees one of the ring raves, he is, you know, his stab wound starts to hurt. That's no good.
0: Nah, because Gol- that's, that's Gol- where they
1: stabbed him. That's right, in case we'd forgotten, because that plays a big part coming up. Oh, wait, it doesn't. No. no Gollum says the ring race can't be killed.
0: Well, that's not true, is it? Didn't Aragorn kill multiple? Because there's only one here, isn't there? There is only one, yes. Yeah. No, but I do like that Sam is the one to stop Frodo from putting the ring on, grabs his hand and holds it tight. True friendship right there. It's pretty cute. It is. Not Sam. He's so pure. But the trio get into the forest. Yes, they do.
1: And we get some more we get some more Legolas gold here. This forest is old. Very old.
0: Full of memory. Do you have anything useful to say, Legolas? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. But big shock reveal, it's not Saruman, it is Gandalf. It is. I really don't like Gandalf when he
1: first comes back here. Gandalf. Yes,
0: that was what they used to call me, Gandalf the Grey, that was my name. Now can you clear something up with me here, the last time we saw Gandalf and the Balrog they were falling into, they're falling through the mountain into a giant pool like of water. I guess it was. Yet now we cut to them on top of a another mountain in the big snowy area. How did they get there?
1: They walked. No, Maybe they didn't. the eagles took him. No, they didn't. You don't know that. I uh, yes, I do. You know what else I don't like? Where I think it was Aragon says, "I mistook you for Saruman," and he responds with, "I am Saruman." Attack! <laughs>
0: and then he goes. The as he should have I was like, what? No one would say don't it say that it. way. You don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, this is a very gorgeous horse that comes up here. The old white horse here. Shadow facts. First take it took for this horse to do this. That was the only take they had. The only take they needed. To run. To get to that spot in the first go. Didn't run away somewhere else. Well, well, you well-trained don't, horse. You don't become the lord of all horses for nothing, Hendo. You do them all in one take. That's how you get there. One take shots.
1: And Gandalf says, oh, you know, Shadowfax has been his friend through many dangers. Does he mean as Gandalf the Grey? No. Well, So he means as Gandalf the
0: White? Yeah, how many dangers has he (laughs) been? Like, what are you talking about? It looks like we're up to the gate here with Sam, Frodo, and Gollum. Oh, actually,
1: before we get to that, one more odd thing that Gandalf says here. Gandalf says to Aragorn and Co., this task alone. And then Aragorn says, he's not alone. <laughs> Sam went with him. And he goes... Did he? Did, he did? Good.
0: Yes, very good. I'm like, what? Make up your fucking mind. Shouldn't it be what? Sam's with him? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Right, We're all Shadow. doomed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're at the gate now. Sam does... Kind of a Pippin move here, doesn't he? Oh, right on uh, the ledge. I'm not sure it's that bad. <laughs> Let's not be too harsh on old Sammy. Can't be too hard, to no. Some ways, Gamji. Why is it
1: Irish when you do that? Was it a little? It sounds odd. All right. Don't you think it's weird that Gollum would lead them all the way to the Black Gate and then be like, "No, you can't go through the Black Gate, though. Let's go the other way."
0: He seemed kind of shocked that that's how it was. Like he's got these. Oh no, no, we can't go through here now.
1: Why he's been there before?
0: Maybe it was different then. Maybe it wasn't as heavily guarded. I
1: really, I really don't think Mordor is the sort of place that is getting a lot of uh, renovations, Hendo.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got me. I don't know. Why? Why? Why else would he take him there? Maybe he's not that intelligent. How he seems, dare you? He seems to be, you know, have a plan.
1: Does he schmeem to be?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Every every everyone has to have a now.
1: I don't know what you mean. (laughs) Uh. Oh, I think this is the worst scene of this uh, film, though. Where Pippin, of course, is recounting his dreams, and he talks about how he'd give anything for a whiff of. You know, his chuff. Yeah, his chuff, his weed. But then he starts talking tree and learning tree language. What the hell is this? Was, was this? Was this an extended? Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure, extended. I'd forgotten this, and I've seen the extended ones a couple of times, and I'd forgotten that we actually see a hobbit speaking tree.
0: Are they drinking growth
1: water? What the hell is growth water?
0: I don't know. It appears like he's drinking the water and he's mentioning about how he's taller than him now. Oh, yeah. The growth water. Oh, Now that (laughs) you... What are you talking about growth water? Oh, yeah. The growth water. (laughs) The water that makes you grow. (laughs) What
1: happens? I think it's sucked up by the tree here. Yeah. One of the tree tries to eat them and Treebeard has to come along and just be like, Oi, No. Stop don't it. eat don't eat hobbits.
0: <laughs> That's a bad tree.
1: All right. We do get a really good scene here, though, where Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli and Gandalf, all of them, they finally get to Edoras and they go and see King Theoden. You wouldn't uh, remove, <laughs> what does he say? An you old man's staff? An old man from his walking stick.
0: And he gives him the old little wink. Now he knows he's done something good here. Ah, uh, yes.
1: I did like the, you know, the mental battles between Gandalf and Saruman here, though. And the reveal of Gandalf being Gandalf the White, I thought was really good as well.
0: Oh, and he takes off the, the cloak and the, the big shine comes out. Yeah, he's got the shining. <laughs> 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 yeah, but Gandalf's in beast mode here and basically knocks the Saruman out of Theoden. He does. He does. Did I see uh- that when when Gandalf sma- like, smashes him in the face with the wand, whatever it was, and Saruman goes flying back. Does Saruman get back up? He's got like some sort of mark or bruise on his face. He just got hit by a staff. What do you think? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm wondering if that actually, the impact from the staff got him like that. Or if it was well, just clearly
1: like a- he gets knocked back around the room. What do you mean yeah, you're wondering in, in if the, he got impacted by it?
0: Excuse me, in the fellowship, when they're having their wand battle, they don't get bru- bru- bruises and marks on them from the wands. Did you say wand? Staff, you know what I mean? What, <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? We're paralleling Harry Potter here, all right? (laughs) Expelliarmus. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we do have the funeral here for Theoden's son. Theodred. If only we knew him. Yeah, we really don't see much of
1: Theodred, do we? No,
0: no. But they're all talking about the the battle that's coming up. Be prepared for the battle, and Gandalf buggers off. Where's he going, by the way? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to look to the east, though. Uh, you're talking in cryptic tongues to me at the do moment. You, do
1: you actually not know where he goes? No. Oh, he just goes and gets the rest of the riders of Rohan. He, gets, he that goes, com- he goes to get Carl Urban. he goes to play in the second half. Yeah. It's Deus Ex Urbanus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. That was pretty good.
1: Okay. Oh, we totally and skipped y- over the Eowyn singing song.
0: No, we didn't. Moving on. You got
1: anything to say about it? No, but it's clearly extended <laughs> and <laughs> extended for a reason. <laughs>
0: We get a little bit more of Aragorn being just a just a good guy here where he's calming down this horse because no one else can control it. Yeah, we get some Aragorn. Is he singing or is he just speaking
1: Elvish here? I think he's just speaking. But he does calm the horse down. Uh, his name is Brego. Your name is Kingly. Kingly, Hendo. That's just like Aragorn,
0: foreshadowing. Let's hope they both act in a Kingly matter. Matter or manner? Manner. <laughs> 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 Can't get anything past you.
1: I did like the scene here, though, between Saruman and Wormtongue, where Wormtongue is telling Saruman about, basically, that Aragorn's back. And Saruman's just like, so, you think you've found Isildur's Yeah. Isildur's. And then he does this research about his ring, the Ring of Burra here. Uh, I don't know.
0: into that ring. What?
1: wow (laughs) who are we talking about here aragon or saruman
0: uh i'll let you decide that well i mean i hope it's aragon
1: (laughs) (laughs) for your sake endo (laughs) but no, now we get some strong woman eowen in this film because she's struggling with her inability to fight like the men are of you know of rohan she wants to defend her people she does do that in the end uh, does she successfully i mean it's it's not like she's she's a man. What does that mean? Oh, you'll see, Endo.
0: <laughs> I feel like you've said that twice now.
1: <laughs> well, you set me up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, but she's she's doing her sword play, and uh, yeah, Aragon he comes in with some some compliments. He's pretty
0: pretty, he comes in with his sword, pretty confident, and she. She swings it out of the way. She gets gets the upper hand.
1: Are you saying you think she could take him on in swordplay?
0: I think that he underestimated her.
1: I mean, I think everyone underestimates her.
0: I do like this conversation between Frodo and Sam as well. Frodo's kind of becoming a dick now, isn't he? Well, he talks to Sam, gets a bit aggressive. Yeah, Frodo's not very nice, I've got to say. no. And Sam's onto it. He sees him stroking his ring at night. In,
1: in fairness, though, you, you really do understand why in this moment where Frodo gets really upset because he's saying that he wants to help Gollum and Sam Sam does not understand why. He's like, why Why do we need to help him? And Frodo comes back with, because I have to believe he can come back. Now, obviously, Frodo is concerned that he's going down a hole that he won't be able to come back from and he wants, he wants hope. He wants to be positive about you know, at the end of all this, that he's still going to be okay. But then we get the, what do you know about it? Nothing. Yep.
0: <laughs> Just snaps back.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Classic Frodo.
0: You see here, Gollum eating a raw fish. It's actually Andy Circus was chewing on a fish-shaped lollipop. A lollipop.
1: Yes. In your In your life experience, are lollipops... Soft and fleshy, like a fish, or are they rock hard and don't look like you could mung on into it?
0: Mung on into it. There's an Aussie slang if I haven't heard one. Ah, uh, for my experience, lollipops are rock hard and not nice. Wait, you don't like lollipops? No, well, they're too hard. I'd rather a you know soft, fleshy fish. jelly pop. <laughs> fish yeah. jelly jelly pop. Yeah, get what a fuck jelly pop. Is a jelly pop. It's the thing that Andy Circus had. A jelly pop. Yeah, looks like a lollipop, but it's soft and not rock hard. Okay. This scene here, I really, really like. This back and forth battle between Gollum and Schmiegel What do you think of it? Yeah.
1: No, I, I really liked it too. Schmeagol to is free. Go away. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it, it was good. I, li- I like the dual personality stuff. Remind me of uh, Spider-Man 1. Give me some Willem Dafoe in the mirror.
0: Nice. Nice. Trying to think if there's any other. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's many different varieties that I just can't think of right now. I'm
1: sure there's. I'm sure there's something in Fight Club that would be relevant here.
0: Yeah, I, I think of when he's punching himself, or when he's downstairs in the with the the bomb in the van. You're seeing like throwing himself against the the van and things like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, all right. Moving on from that. This is a very funny scene. The rabbit. The way to cook the rabbit. Stupid fat rabbit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Potatoes. Uh, potatoes. Uh, no, nah, I, d- I do like it. But we see another army walking past Frodo here, servants of Sauron apparently. But they get taken out. Yeah, and pretty, pretty oh, quickly. Did you like? Did you like the first uh, sighting of the elephants? No, sorry. What was I thinking? Saying elephants? They're clearly olifants. What's the difference? Uh, An O. Oh, is that it? Oh, is that it? Oh, that is it indeed, <laughs> Hendo. Wouldn't you just stick with elephants if you're just going to change it to oliphants?
0: Maybe they're bigger than regular elephants. So when you look at them, you're like, oh, leafants. <laughs> no. No no good. <laughs> no, no good. But we get our first we get our first look at Faramir here
1: looking very uh suave with his little, you know, green arrow motions going.
0: Yeah, brief little stint for Faramir here. We don't know that he's Boromir's brother yet, do we? That doesn't come up for a little while.
1: No, nah, I don't no, nah, that's not that's not relevant yet. But I must say, if you were on a super secret mission to destroy the one ring of power and you
0: got captured, would you Don't tell them you're on a super secret mission. Yeah, would your means of escape? Escape
1: B, listen, I didn't want to bring this up, but I'm actually on a super secret mission. So, you're going to yeah, have to just go, let, gonna me, let me go.
0: <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, didn't know, didn't know. Let him go, boys. He's on a super secret mission. <laughs> I feel like this scene with Aowen and Aragorn with the stew, I feel like this is extended. Yeah, it is, because we learn here how old Aragorn actually is
1: at 87, which is not in the theatrical cut.
0: Looking good for an 87 old man.
1: Yes, which I didn't really understand because I sort of put that down to um, he's from the Dunedine race. Isn't his whole thing he's going to be the leader of the race of men? Isn't he a man? That's what I thought. I didn't mind the the joke that the stew was tasted like shit though, and he was yeah, trying what, to be what polite. What was that
0: thing in it? He apparently, tasted know. like shit as soon as like it touched his lips. Yeah, and I love how they didn't just. Cut to him immediately, like tipping it all out. He tried to tip it out, but she turned around, so he burns himself in the process. Yeah, but just but in does, case, it, it aud- doesn't matter. But it, does, it doesn't matter about their relationship here because he still dreams of Arwen. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, just in case the audience thought that hey, there might be a relationship here, we need to remind yeah. them that uh, Aragon is promised to someone else.
0: Don't forget, this film is starring Liv Tyler as well.
1: Yes, with some similar lines to the first one, such as
0: "It is mine to give, make my heart." You put do a very, very good Liv Tyler impersonation.
1: Thank you. I try to be as wooden as possible.
0: <laughs> Even a flashback here to when they left and Aragorn. He's trying what's he doing? He's trying to break up with her, basically. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> and she's so like, no. Nah, I'm going to be gone for so I, long. I, I, uh, I, I do not accept your breakup. <laughs> I, I'm not good with long distances. Like, Long distance relationships, they just don't work. So why don't we just give, give it a rest now? I'll I'll call you. I'll text you on the way.
1: <laughs> but no, we do cut straight back to Aon being like, "Wait, who gave you that jewel?"
0: Yeah, we get some scenes between Aragon and Alrond. Oh yeah, Al, he's he's basically telling her to let her go, and she's better off here, not with you. Then basically, we the dad saying to- you're not you're not worthy. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, we get a big big ambush here, big attack from the Wargs. Mm. I didn't mind. This is a this is a good little mini fight here. But yeah, it was good. I thought the CGI
1: yeah. wasn't too bad either, except for when Legolas like launches himself around one. Of course,
0: it doesn't. He do that all the time though.
1: And we get some Gimli jokes oh, about mate, him getting this, squashed, and this
0: was funny. It, it, ha- it happened the first time. I'm like that's funny, and then the the orc comes over the top. No, snaps his neck, and then he lands on. He's like, oh, this is even heavier. And then the other big beast comes for him. No, he gets killed. Lands on him, even heavier. I laughed every time. Good to hear. Yeah. But, of course, big shock twist here. Aragorn, he died. He really died. We saw the body and everything. We saw him go over the cliff with a Wilhelm scream, and he's dead. Did he actually get a Wilhelm scream? No. No. No, he didn't. That's how that you can tell he ridiculous. didn't die, because there was no Wilhelm scream. Yeah.
1: So, again- At least this isn't like the end of the movie for Aragon, and we go into Return of the King thinking that he's not on it and then we'd see the poster for Return of the The King and it would would literally be only Viggo Mortensen on the poster holding the sword.
0: (laughs) They used to call me Aragon the Man. (laughs) <laughs> That's what they call me. Now, surely Legolas wouldn't just assume he's dead. He fell off the cliff and he looks over and there's a there's a, a body of water, like a river. Surely he would have fallen into the river and went downstream. It's not even that far. No. Just, he, they it. just immediately go, "Hey, oh, he's dead. Let's go. But how about you go follow the river for a little while?
1: Maybe Legolas wants to be the next king.
0: Yes. <laughs> Let's take over. I am the leader now.
1: Maybe Legolas wanted to deny the return of the king.
0: That was, nah, nah, no, 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 no. You're better than that. No,
1: I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for this part of Two Towers.
0: Yes, yes. We've still got another half of this film. Arguably the better half. Who knows? Neither of us said our excellent. So maybe. I feel like we might have the same one. Can you just
1: just say Helm's Deep is (laughs) one scene? Because the problem yes. is, there's going to be so many intercuts to Frodo and Gollum and Sam walking around that you can't just say the last, you know, quarter of the film is your excellent. <laughs> I feel like we need to be more specific.
0: I I reckon yours is going to be Legolas riding the shield down the stairs. Well, now it's not. My, I think mine might be when they toss a, uh, a a dwarf by the beard. Did you just forget Gimli's name? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, did, doesn't say, he, he doesn't say be his honest. own name. Nobody tosses a Gimli again. You're being very Irish there. I don't think I am. All right,
1: let's 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 leave it there, Hendo.
0: All right, sounds good. Two Towers Part Two will be coming at you next week. Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream
0: for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever.
1: Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world.
0: We'll be aiming for our
1: most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute.
0: Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. All oh, right, mate, let's get to... answer my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked you, what is your favourite Andy Circus performance? Now, we didn't get too many responses for this, Dean, even though there are some pretty big Andy Circus performances out there. But let's see what we've got here. First off on Twitter, from Glenn Davies. I think for me, it's got to be Ulysses Claw. I love how little of a shit he gives about anything. I recently rewatched Civil War and had forgotten he was in it and that Ultron took his arm. Sounds a bit forgettable, if you ask me. Next up, from LJ Human,
1: Kong. This was the primate performance that started it all. Circus brings subtle realism and pathos to Hollywood's most iconic monster.
0: Tommy Jones has just gone with a gif of Gollum or Schmeagle. Last one here on Twitter from the former review, Caesar. Okay. Now, before we get to our competition winner, let's have a look and see what our individual top five lists are for our top five anti-circus performances. As usual, mate, we start off with you. What is your number five? Ulysses Clow. Okay, fair enough. My number five is Snoke. Really? My number four is Kong. Very good. That is also my number four. My number three is Snoke. Okay, we just reversed our uh, fives and threes, because my number three is Ulysses' Claw. We both have the same same number, one and two, but do we have it in the same order?
1: Uh, Let's find out, Hendo. My number two is Caesar. (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
0: Okay, my number two is Gollum. Yeah, and my number one is Gollum. I, I don't know how you would put Caesar above Gollum. Because I know the Planet of the Apes movie is a lot more than Lord of the Rings and Caesar is just so much more iconic for me than Gollum at this moment in time. Caesar's more iconic than Gollum. For me. You are yeah, a right crazy now. person. For me. Maybe different at the end of The Two Towers but for me at the moment it's Caesar! Gollum is what started it all. So, for me, Caesar is his better performance. But in saying that, mixing our top fives together here, our overall top five is from five to one. Kong, Ulysses Klaw, Snoke, Caesar and Gollum. So, our joint number
1: one is Gollum.
0: That's right. Oh,
1: thank you, Hendo. I'm glad you've you've uh, come to my side.
0: Well, Caesar and Gollum did get the same amount of points between us, but I think it's understandable that Lord of the Rings is generally a higher rated average film than the Planet of the Apes trilogy. So, I conceded. As you should. I mean, I'm, to- I'm, I'm talking like Gollum wasn't even on my top five. <laughs> it's my number two. <laughs> All right, let's take a look and see who is gonna win our competition this week. All right, our runner up here is from Drew from
1: the Real Feels podcast. He's gone uh no number five. Well, oh, not a good, not a good strategic. Drew, move haven't there. you
0: learned your lesson from last week?
1: Number four was Ulysses Claw. Number three is Capricorn from Inkheart. Number two, Caesar. And number one, Gollum from Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, so Drew, you got three spot on, but per the rules of Brother Shane, you didn't have not have a top five. So unfortunately, you are disqualified. Even though you came second because <laughs> of our winner again is Chris from the Roughhouse podcast. Two wins now out of the last three weeks, I believe. And his five to one is Mr. Ally from the Prestige. Snoke, Ulysses Claw, Gollum, and Caesar. So four out of his five are in our list. None in the right order, but still four out of five. Very good, mate. We'll get in contact with you and send you out some sweet, sweet merch. I mean, you could be a bit more enthused about the sweet, sweet merch, Dean.
1: <laughs> I'm wondering how enthusiastic Chris is going to be <laughs> getting two lots of
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he'll be pumped. There's his tournament. Let the tournament
1: begin!
0: All right, Dean, let's find out the results of the final eight in our best 2010s film tournament. Well, we're getting to the pointy end now, Hendo. The pointy end, hey? Please tell me you've heard that expression before. Yeah, it's when with the, the tournament, how it's getting down to smaller and smaller amounts, the tip is getting closer. Pointier. All right, let's take a look at the the two matches that it really didn't matter for us at least first one here the number one seed inception takes out the cinderella story number 41 logan with a 71 percent victory no Very real surprises convincing. there
1: yeah next up we have whiplash up against joker and again whiplash easily takes out joker 72 percent to 28
0: done see you later joker but Our other two matches were the two that we had differences in. So let's take a look at those. The first one here is the number four seed, Interstellar, against the number 12 seed, The Dark Knight Rises. Two Nolans battling each other here. Now, I had Inception going into the Final Four, where Dean just, he can't get off that Batman hype. He went The Dark Knight Rises to make it into the Final Four. And this is where I get my point back. 55% 55% to Interstellar to the 45% of the Dark Knight Rises. In fairness, it was pretty close. Not
1: as close as the last match here, though. We had Parasite, the number two seed, up against the number 39 seed, Mad Max Fury Road. The, this was the one we were ooh and ah and about when this, we saw this This was match. huge. This was huge. With a total of 389 votes and a score of 51.9%. Parasite takes the win. Wow. Goodbye, Insane. Fury
0: Road. Yes. And you of course did pick Parasite in this one to oh, my bad match for I had that I had that opportunity to make it back to even hitting into the final four. But no, since I got a point and then you got the point back, I'm still two points down with three matches left. So it is it is looking bleak for me. I need to I need something to happen here. <laughs>
1: All right, how does this match up, Hendo? What are the next two matches before the grand
0: final? All right, the final four here, we have the number 1 seed Inception against the number 4 seed Interstellar, and we have the number 2 seed Parasite against the number 6 seed Whiplash.
1: Ooh, this will mm. be interesting.
0: I think it's. I think it's interesting already that when we when we have the final four, the seeds we have is 1, 2, four, and six. See, IMDb, they have their rankings pretty pretty solid. Well, according to some. <laughs> Definitely according to some. So, what's next? I mean, who doesn't know what we're doing next? Have you been listening? It's The Two Towers Part 2. Come on, we're you not going to go do some it. other random movie. That's going to do it this week, mate. Yes, I'm it is. Pretty, I, I want to I get to Part 2 now. Do you want to do it now? Let's do it now.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'll just go
0: watch it. Give me four hours. <laughs> No, we'll be back next week for that. So thank you very much, everyone, for checking out the episode. And we will see you next week for The Two Towers Part 2. Bye.